What is up, people? How are we doing? <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of I Can't Deal With This Podcast. We got my boy Jake. We got my boy Adam. How are we doing? Man, we're doing good, man. It's, the, it's that time of the year. We got football. We got baseball. We got basketball. And we got NHL starting. The, it's the best. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, I tell you what, man. It, from at last of October, early November, you got World Series in full swing. You got NHL, which has just started up. You got basketball, which is starting up tonight. You got Football, which is in full swing, it is amazing. Don't forget we have football as well. <laughs> <laughs> football as well. But we got, we got, what was it, week seven? Week seven. Yes, sir, we have week seven. We week seven in the books, week. man. Bruh, can we talk about the Vikings? Dude, the Vikings are back. Are the Vikings back? Do you think the Vikings, do you the think it's... people eaters? The purple people eaters. Do you think it's overblown, or do you think that they're actually back? Kirk Cousins, four touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, two touchdowns. I mean, pretty, pretty handedly beat. Um, pretty, pretty easy victory. Do you think they're back? I think whatever they did on um, the past couple of weeks, they turned it around. It was at one point that um, it was at one point that you know. Stephon Diggs was trying to leave, and Adam Thielen was calling Kirk Cousins out. And it seemed like Dalvin Cook was the only offense the Vikings had. And they look different now. Kirk Cousins is playing like Kirk Cousins that we can have. He, we know he can play like, and I'm really excited to see them back. You know, Jacob, you said at the beginning of the season, their defense will always be there. I don't know why, but their defense is always going to be stellar. And... I don't know. This NFC, NFC North match, NFC North matchup. The NFC North division is really heating up. The Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. I mean, right now the Lions are last in their division, and they're like, two, isn't it two, two and one? Two, three and one. Two, three and one. I mean, but that's still not a bad record. And they're still a really, really good team. Yeah, I mean, you you have all, everybody in there could be a possible wild card team at latest. I mean, because yeah. you got the Packers, in which has Aaron Rodgers, who we saw went for six touchdowns, lit it up. Um, you got the you got the Bears, in which aren't playing great right now, but they have the talent to come alive anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you have uh, the Lions, which Matthew Stafford, even though they lost, Matthew Stafford still threw for four touchdowns. Um, and Marvin Jones. Marvin Mark Jones got four touchdowns. All four of them touchdowns. Can you, him being in your fantasy league that would have been pristine. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Him being on your yeah, I think. And I would have had a heart attack if I had him and he was on my bench. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did you see? Uh, did you see the Matthew Barry go off? Uh, because apparently, who was the guy who replaced David Johnson for the Cardinals that had like a hundred thirty-one yards and two touchdowns? And uh, the Cardinals themselves tweeted at Matthew Barry and was like, "Should have started Chase Edmond." Nobody knew this guy was alive until today. Dude, he went off. Like, you definitely need to listen to him. I mean, he's been a big part of the Arizona's offense for the season. My question is, where's David Johnson? David Johnson, two yards. You know how I know that? On my fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) Zero points. Big old goose egg. Can you tell me David Johnson had two more rushing yards than me Sunday? 
I can run for two yards. I can't <laughs> run a lot, but I can run for two yards. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We got the 49ers Redskins game, 9-0. The Mud Bowl. Dude, that was wild. That was wild. Have you, have you guys ever played in, like, mud like that? I've practiced in it. Like, we had mudslides at the end of our practice. <laughs> Maybe that was why y'all didn't win games. Yeah, why you guys not going to the place? <laughs> I said at the end, the end of practice. The way y'all football team was, y'all should have never had an end of practice. Y'all should have been practicing. Um, I think um, fre- my freshman year on JV, there was like pouring down raining, like like our clothes, like my underwear were so- soaking wet. We're going that, no, West, I think West Mexico might like that, and they're only like the only touchdown we scored was like. They fumbled the ball and they picked it up and they ran it like ninety yards. I remember, I remember my senior year, the first day of hitting. No, the first day of practice. You it was that, it was pouring down rain <laughs> it was like and I. It was fifty degrees. It was pouring down rain and I left and thought I was for sure gonna get pneumonia, which I did later on in the year. But that's a whole different story for a whole different. So I remember that first practice as well because. I didn't have cleats that that first practice, oh. <laughs> so, so and so we're doing these drills, and I'm slipping and sliding everywhere. I thought that was really, that was, I think if I look back at it, that was a fun practice. But I really wish I had my cleats that day. <laughs> oh, oh, dude! But I think playing in the rain is amazing, and it's and it seemed like the 49ers the other day were having a great time. I mean, after Nick Bosa um, sacked uh, Case Keenum, then he does the mudslide. Maybe he took a uh, book out, play out of a uh, Caddis playbook. Um, did a mud, <laughs> mud slide, <laughs> even though the 49ers are 6 0 and Cata was what, 0 and 8, 0 and 10? We were like 0 and 11. Dang, that's tough. But we've been there. We <laughs> East Mac never had quite the quite the football school either. But I, I think I'm still super impressed. I mean, yes, it was the Redskins, and yes, we still haven't played anybody like super fantastic. Um, but I think that the 49ers defense is still pulling its weight. They're still doing your, their thing. Y'all think Bill Callahan's ever going to play Dwayne Haskins? I was actually thinking that earlier as well. I don't know. I, I think that. I think what if they're out of the race for so long, I would say just sit them for the next season. Well, they were saying that the Wayne Haskins. They were saying a couple weeks ago that the kid, like in practice, just simply doesn't look NFL ready. Like not backup ready, not third string ready. He doesn't look ready. And apparently, he can't be that ready because the. I'm sorry, y'all. The Redskins are one and six. And he should be out there playing because they're not gonna make the playoffs, and they still have Case Keenum out there. And what yeah. happened to Case Keenum, dude? Case Keenum was the truth. Like, do you remember when it was Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, and Sam, Sam Darnold, Bradford. and Sam every Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, and everybody was like, all three of these guys could start on the team. <laughs> Sam yeah. Bradford, I don't even know if he plays in the league anymore. Sam Bradford. I don't know where Sam Bradford is. <laughs> Case Keenum should most definitely not be starting. And then Teddy Bridgewater was a backup for Drew Brees, but he's he, playing well because of Sean Payton's offense. But if we me and Buddy talked about this the other night. The Vikings had three quarterbacks and they like picked up first cousins and like that was, First Cousins. They just came out of nowhere. They like where did Kirk come from? We thought Kirk was going to the 49ers, we thought he was going to the Jets or the Jaguars. He goes to the Vikings. Who's a better quarterback, Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins? I think everybody's better than Jimmy G. I mean, get a guy off the street. You can throw better than Jimmy G. All right, what do you think, buddy? 
Oh no, I was gonna move on to this next game. This person, this. <laughs> You're not gonna answer. No, my we're question. not gonna answer my question. Was Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins? Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I, I actually would probably go with Kirk Cousins. I'll go Kirk, yeah. But but Kirk Cousins is super inconsistent. Jimmy G, you know what you're going to get every yeah, week. Probably about 200, 250 yards, about two touchdowns and one interception. That's probably the go-to yeah, for Jimmy G. I guess you can give that to him. I bet you his completion rate is like 50%. So let, let's go on let's to go the next game, game then, buddy. So, wants so to go eager. so eager. Right, what's the next game, bud? Got the tech. This was personally my favorite game of the week: Texans versus Colts. Mm. Got divisional rivals, okay. and this was a must-win game for both teams. I think it was more of a must-win game for the Texans because the Colts. Their next four games are against Denver, Pittsburgh, Miami, and Jacksonville. Easy dubs. I've but, I've been saying, don't sleep on Jacoby. Jacoby four touchdowns. The Colts are a. Colts have been set back because Andrew Luck is gone, but. Don't mess around. The Colts team last year was real, and now it was a very young team. They've had a year to improve, and they're they're rocking and rolling. Yeah. I think that I honestly think that the Colts playing at their best could go to the AFC co- Conference Championship game. And this is this is one thing I saw with I or I was looking at the other day. So all of Deshaun Watson's career losses have been one possession games, and six all of them. Yeah. He has 11 career losses, and all of them have been one-possession games. Mm -hmm. And six out of their seven games this year have resulted in one-score games. So, I mean, I was just – I was going to ask y'all, do y'all think this is – that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a bad thing. I think that's definitely a bad thing. I think it's – I think Deshaun Watson is doing everything he can to keep his team in it, and his team's not – he's not halfway. DeAndre Hopkins has been very quiet this year. So-called best receiver in the league has not. I don't know, man. I I think he he had a hundred-yard game this week. Mm-hmm. I think it was about ten receptions, one hundred eight yards. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he. I I agree with you for for the most for the most part this whole year it's kind of been quiet and especially having that burden on his shoulder of like AB's not here anymore Julio's kind of nowhere to be found um, Mike Mike Thomas is probably number one but. Uh, you got DeAndre Hopkins, who is arguably arguably number one wide receiver, maybe number two in the league. Yeah. Um, and so he has that pressure. And so if he doesn't get 100 yards, it's considered a failure. I just want to pause and think about this. I don't think anyone else has thought about this in the world. A.B. is seriously not in the NFL right now. Two years <laughs> removed of us saying – one year removed of us saying that he was the best – him and Julio were the best number one, number two wide receivers in the league. He is not in the league anymore. Like, I saw Antonio Brown like playing with this YouTube football player. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, have y'all heard of Destroying? That yeah. YouTuber? Yeah. Like, he was playing with Destroying. I mean, I don't know. What the Misfits. That, <laughs> you know what? You know what happened with Destroying, right? No. He uh, he was like a kicker, and he was at UCF when UCF was really good, and he had a YouTube page, but he was getting money off of it, and so he left, or he either left or got kicked out of UCF because of oh, his YouTube page. Uh, NCAA, you and your money. You know who I am super interested to see as to whether where he goes down in history is Lamar Jackson, dude. Yes. Lamar Jackson right now has like. 575 rushing yards. I mean, the only other quarterback or the only quarterback in which has ever reached that 
thousand yard rushing yards is Michael Vick, and I think it was like two thousand one, two thousand two season, and he had like a thousand and five rushing yards. And if you, if Lamar stays on track, to, which I think he will, I think that he'll have the most rushing yards by a quarterback in a single season, and yeah. he might be the most. Is he? Do you think that he is the dual threat quarterback of all time? Like, no. I know that it's early to tell, but do you think he could be uh, that kind of dual threat quarterback? No. You still got like Randall Cunningham. You still got Steve Young. You still got Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton. <laughs> not forget Cam Newton. Like had like ten rushing touchdowns one year. Like ten rushing touchdowns. That's some. That's most. That's most NFL running backs if they get a season. True. And you know we haven't seen a lot of Cam since he's been injured, but I think Cam. I think if you talk about dual threat, I think Cam's it. But like I said, I said this on the show last week. Cam's six five, like two forty. Mm-hmm. Dude, this man's an athletic specimen. You put me in a six five, two forty frame. I'm gonna be hard to tackle. But but Lamar, <laughs> <laughs> but Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's picking up yards, and I think that he's kind of doing what Michael Vick did of kind of like being able to pass, but also being able to run and run for big gains, extending plays, stuff like that. Where Cam, Cam could run, Cam could get you a hundred yards a game, but Cam mainly when he got his. Um, rushing touchdowns, it was like on the two or at the three, where yeah. it was design quarterback draws or yeah. quarterback sweeps. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that the Ravens are they're making quarterback draws and quarterback powers for Lamar. I don't know though. I think the biggest dual threat arm we have to we either have to be Michael Vick or Randall Cunningham. They're to the play. If you go back. Uh, it's called the Monday Night Massacre uh, against the against the Redskins. The and Michael Monday Vick, night massacre. And Michael Vick threw a, a a ball that had to be seventy yards down the field to Deshaun Jackson, and his his arm's just ridiculous. I really hate that him and his brother with the dogs and all that, and he had to go to jail. And he is gonna have been great, but you know, dogs, <laughs> dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, how do you feel about the Saints? How are y'all doing? Well, you've won every game that Teddy Bridgewater's played, but do you still think that you're the number one team in the league? I do think we're the number one team in the league. Every time. I think we're the number one team in the league. We're just that good. We're just that good. I think we didn't even have Al Kamara against a defense who – Why didn't he play? I think he had, like, a knee injury. He tweaked his knee, and then I think the knee was fine, and then he tweaked his ankle. But, you know – Sean Payton, he's really showing us that he's really one of the greatest offensive guru-minded coaches ever. He has Teddy Bridgewater, he has Latavius Murray, Michael Thomas, no Jared Cook, by the way, no starting tight end, by the way. And he's just out there, drop 36. Of course, we had the defense help. We had special team help, all that. But I think we're just that good of a team. We've beaten, I think, out of the top, I think, out of the top three, we beaten teams, quality teams, beating the Cowboys, we beating the Seahawks, we beating the Bears, we beating we should have beat the Rams, you never know. Drew Brees and his thumb, but yeah. I think the Bears season is over. Mm. 
Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Well, why? Why do you say that? Last year, they also started 3-3, three and three, and they won, like, 9 out of 10 games or something like that. But, I mean, I just don't see the same thing. Mitch Trubisky has gotten worse, and they play the Packers, Vikings, and Detroit in the coming weeks. And, I mean, I just can't see them winning those. Maybe against Detroit, but I just can't see them winning any of those games, and they're just going to go too far below in the standings. And the simple thing, if Mitch does anything we could think of win that, that first game against the Packers they lost 10-3 if Mitch could have did anything they would have won that game you know that front that front seven on Chicago Bears they played very very well and Aaron Rodgers had two or three throws that won them the game Mitch didn't do anything so it, Mitch has to do something and I remember earlier we were we were talking about can Allen Robinson be a number one receiver you know, he's been playing pretty consistent so far this year. I think overall, like on offense, he's been their most consistent offensive player so far this year. Where's Khalil Mack been? Has Khalil Mack played? Like, has he played well, but we just haven't talked about it? Has the Bears defense as a whole played well, the and Bears we just haven't talked about it? Has is the reason they're 3-3. Three three. True. Now, Mitchell Bisky offense is the real the reason they're three and three. Mitch, Mitch Bisky is playing horrible and he just he should be ashamed of himself. I mean I'm a North Carolinian and he I don't know if he's from North Carolina but he went to the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill and I don't think we should claim him. I think he I think but you're not good. Oh um, though how about what do you guys think about this? The Bears are up there with trade talks with Cam. I like Cam with the Bears. I think that I would enjoy it, but I don't think it will happen. Um, I think that when Kyle Allen, when Cam comes back, I think Kyle Allen is done. I think that Cam. Okay. I think that Cam is has earned the spot as the guy the in Carolina. Um, okay. Because, I what mean, about Kyle Allen somewhere. I don't think Kyle. Allen, I think. That the same way in which Nick Foles a couple years ago with the Eagles was really good, and then he got traded, uh, or he went with somebody else, I think it was the Rams, and then sucked for a while. Um, I think that that could be the same thing with Kyle Allen. I think that this is kind of fake hype of, like, he's doing really well right now, but all everything up must come down. And I think that sooner or later Kyle Allen will come back to earth Kind of like Dak did in earlier this season. Uh, I think that it's going to be – who knows? Who knows? I could be wrong, though. And let's not forget about the Charlotte boy, Will Greer, who hasn't got any snaps this year. But he looked really good in the preseason. Where did he go to school? He, I don't know if he – West Virginia, right? He went to West Virginia, but he, I think he's from Charlotte because his draft party was down the road from Bank of America Stadium. Wow. So, <laughs> he, I think he's from maybe Hunters Road or something like that. Does – so this is kind of off topic, but I, I just thought about it. Um, Cordell pa- Patterson, that's that his name, he yes. kick returner. Mm-hmm. Do we rank him in the all-time return greats? Because he's been a return great. He's been active and done really well. F- like yeah. you can't say he's Devin Hester worthy or even like a Deion, Deion Sanders worthy. But 
I mean, he's been returning, and it's one of those things where, like, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, they do it for one or two years, and then they get popular, and they, they never do it again. But Cordell Patterson's been doing it for years upon years upon years. That's his, like, primary role. Kind of like a Devin Hester. Devin Hester was not a good wide receiver, but he was an excellent, one-of-a-kind uh, kick returner and punt returner. Yeah, Cordell Patterson cannot catch. He sucks. <laughs> he can kick punt, punt returns and kick returns. He's more of a kick returner. He's not, he's not shifty enough to be a punt returner. But, yeah, he's a good kick returner. He's a so great we got, kick returner. So we got week nine. Week nine. Is it? Trade deadline week, coming week up. Week eight? This is week eight, right? Yeah, this is – I'm sorry. Week eight coming yes, up. Yes, so right. this is week eight. Um, trade we got still trade deadline coming up. What kind of trades do y'all want to see? I would want to see Fitzmagic to the Bears. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I think Fitzmagic – I think that would look good. I think, I think a that would any quarterback like and especially Fitzmagic, yeah. A right, what yeah. people don't realize is Fitzmagic's going to mess around and win a game for the Dolphins, and I think that's not what the Dolphins yeah. want. That's not what the NFL wants. <laughs> Fitzmagic is like I just got one speed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to tank, but Fitzmagic I think would look good for the Dol- or for the Bears, and I think that the Bears wouldn't really have to give up a whole lot for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe a third round, maybe a fourth round somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting no more than the fourth round from me if I'm the Bears. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. They won't have to give up a first-round pick, second-round yeah. pick, something like that. Definitely. What, are, what kind of trade would you want to see? Man, I know you said you didn't like it, but... I like AJ Green to the Saints. No, I would love it. What do you mean? Oh, you you love it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To give well, what? Yeah, but but that was what he didn't love. Would it? What are the Saints giving up? Because Adam didn't love the idea of a first round draft pick. No. But I think they should give him give up a first round I draft pick. I would give him a because Adam, and fifth. you a third and a fifth. Yeah. Heck no. Get out of here. Because the reason why is because as you came on this podcast last week, you said A.J. Green, when healthy, is a top five wide receiver. So you need to treat him like a top five wide receiver also, and come off the bag for him. He's also 31 years old. Okay. And I'm, and he wouldn't even be he wouldn't be a number one or number two option. That's still Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara's role. He'll, he'll have to fight for catches. But you're but you got Michael Thomas on one side and you have AJ Green on the other side. Yeah. I think that that's going to suit itself out. Where I think Michael Thomas, one of two things is going to happen. Michael Thomas is going to get double teamed and that's going to leave catches open for AJ Green or it might the opposite might happen where AJ Green might get hot and they double team AJ Green and then yeah. Michael Thomas get I would go with I think that if the Saints get A.J. Green, it is going to be the one thing that might put y'all over the edge and win a, you, you a Super Bowl. I don't believe that because – I don't believe that because Drew Brees had made bum receivers great. We're not going to give a – we're not going to give a first-round pick. But who is your – but who is your second – like Alvin Kamara, yes. Great, great guy. Ted Ginn, who's 34, 35 years old. Drew Brees but not a viable number two wide receiver. That doesn't, ma- that doesn't matter, though, because Drew Brees has made him that. Traquan Smith, uh, six-round pick. Drew Brees has made him to a second viable receiver. Don't Jared let Cook. don't let Drew Brees' greatness stand in the way of you possibly getting one of the possibly, if not injured, one of the all-time greats. Okay, but why would I give a first-round pick to to a very injured quarterback, 
I mean, a very injured wide receiver when I can get Buddy and get the probably the same amount of yards because he would get the same amount of yards. Shut oh, up, Buddy. Probably, probably more. <laughs> You're not in this. <laughs> but I, I just think that it's one of those things where, yes, Drew Brees is great, and Drew Brees makes sucky wide receivers great. But if you have a great wide receiver, then that can alleviate some of that pressure from uh, Drew Brees. Like that word? Alleviate. Right, Use it. Alleviate. Three syllables, I think. Alleviate. So, yeah, Four syllables. Attaboy. <laughs> so it can alleviate some of that pressure from Drew Brees where he won't have to make these terrible – I mean, he could have a little uh, a window of maybe not having to hit them fully in stride. If it goes a little in front of him, it go, if it goes behind him, then he has that wiggle room. A.J. Green is athletic enough where he can maneuver around. I think I think that A.J. Green is a first-round worthy talent. Okay. Now, late first-round worthy talent, but a first-round worthy talent nonetheless. I wouldn't give – okay. Remember when last time we talked about a, a wide receiver getting traded for first round? Antonio Brown, and I, pro- I pleaded to you, Antonio Brown's not going to get a first round pick. The Steelers are not getting a first round pick. And he went to the Raiders for a third and fifth. But I think that part of it was because it was Antonio yes. Brown was a, it was a detriment to the Steelers team, where he was kind of like what we said on like the first episode where T.O. he was doing a T.O. where he was dividing the team you're either with Antonio Brown or against Antonio Brown I have not heard anybody talk bad about A.J. Green ever I think he's an upstanding citizen I think he's just a really great guy and it sucks that so many so many injuries has happened to him because he could be a top five top three wide receiver any given year how old was Des Bryant like when y'all picked him up that's Brian. Dude, was he was like, like 30. He's 29. No, that's Brian's not that old, dude. Really? He came in the league 2010. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I thought I thought that's <laughs> Brian was like 36. No, no, no. All right, so week eight. Week eight. We're talking about. Well, no, teams. we got to talk about our two teams, Gabriel Lemihoff Jr. Ooh. All right. Ooh. The 49ers, Gabriel, the 6-0. Gabriel Phillip Lemihoff Jr. Yes. Are you and your Panthers are coming to my candlestick park for the 49ers game, and it should actually be a really good game. But I think that we are going to break Kyle Allen's streak. Mm. We are going to have multiple picks. Pick on top of pick. Do not test Richard Sherman because that man's going to be ball hawking all over him that night. What do you think I said to that? I mean, I'm going to defend my Panthers, but at the same time, I have to be realistic. I need you to talk smack, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I'll talk smack for you. Jimmy G, sorry. <laughs> no, let, no let, let Gabe do it. But I think it's going to be a closer game than you think. I think it's going to be a very – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But overall, I feel like we, over the past four games, we've been – you know, very consistent, especially with Christian McCaffrey. We definitely have less options. It's going to be hard to throw on y'all, but I mean, we're going to. Christian McCaffrey's going to run all no. over. See, but I, I think that Christian McCaffrey is a specimen, and there's no denying that. But we have that front seven in which could stop Christian McCaffrey. They have that front seven that could stop Tobin Coleman and Mike Breida as well. No, they do not. <laughs> See, but here's the thing, is that 
I trust Jimmy G. I think, yes, our rushing game is one of those in which we have to run the ball primarily. But if we rush the ball, rush the ball, rush the ball, and we see that maybe it's not working, I think Jimmy G still has that criteria in which he can still go and pass for 250 yards. He can pass it if he needs to. But I think Kyle Allen does not have that trustworthiness, that credibility of if CMC gets shut down, then I think Kyle Allen might get shut down as well. Yeah, definitely. Now, I do want to talk about this. I like this a lot. Two first-round defensive ends that were picked this year. We got Brian Burns for the Panthers. We got Nick Bosa for the 49ers. Who do you guys like? Which one, Who do you think is better? I, I mean, I definitely think Nick Bosa is better. Nick Bosa has more swag. But I mean, got that swag, yeah, got that he, drip. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I think Nick Bosa is better. But I really like Brian Burns. I mean, he's not that far behind Nick Bosa. You know, he's Brian Burns has. Um, I don't even know his stats. Well, I have stats right here, and they're not far. They're not far behind. Burns Burns has eleven total tackles, four and a half sacks, four one. Eleven four, total tackles. Yes. He also has a touchdown. He also does have a touchdown recovery. Nick Bosa has 12 total tackles, four sacks, one fumble recovery, but he uh, taught it Baker Mayfield with the flag. So I think with the flag, you got to give it to Nick. <laughs> Swag, and he did a mudslide. <laughs> and he did a mudslide in the water with his defensive line. I honestly, um, this might show my ignorance. I really don't know who Brian Burns is. Um, defensive end? Linebacker? I just said to you, two rookie defensive ends. Oh, shut them. up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, but talking about Baker Mayfield, I think that the, I think the Patriots versus Browns game is, should be interesting, too. I mean, I think that the Patriots, this is going to be the first, like, mediocre challenge of we're going to see actually how good they are, if they're as good as we think they are, or are they not going to be – Live up to the expectations. So it should be it should be interesting. We're gonna see what happens when Miles Garrett and Larry Obi-Jobi, uh UNC graduate UNCC alumni, alumni. third <laughs> round first pick. <laughs> um, we're gonna see with him in his face, uh, Sheldon Richardson. I think we're gonna see how how Tom Brady plays on his back. I think they're gonna get to him early. Um, and we're also gonna see how this defense plays with Jarvis on one side and Odell on the other side. With Nick Chubb. And guys, don't forget, Kareem Hunt's coming back in two weeks. So oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, actually. so I think this Browns team, I think, I don't know if they're Baker needs to shut up talking about where the doubters at, where the doubters at. Baker, shut up, you're sorry. But I think <laughs> the Browns, if they if they lean on that rushing game and their defense and Baker games manage until he can learn how to be a field general. I think they can sneak to the playoffs. And it's wild to think like ha- what the Patriots are right now because the Patriots right now are not relying on Tom Brady like they have in the past. If Tom Brady got shut down, the Patriots got shut down. But right now it's the defense in which is stopping and which is winning them games as game. well as the running game which is winning them games. I mean, you got that running back by committee that's still in – the Patriots offense and right now you got probably Tom Brady and any given Sunday goes for about two, two fifty, probably about one or two touchdowns, maybe. Yeah. I mean he's not doing anything spectacular, but he's doing what he needs to do to win games. But that's something I love. That's something I love 
that I think the top two coaches in the league, Bill Belichick and Sean Payton, they both gave their aging quarterbacks, running backs, good quality running backs, so yeah. they don't have to throw the ball all the time. You know what I mean? So, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, guys. And I think one of the games have already started. It's 840. The NBA season has started. Well, but before we do that, let's let's go over the let's go over our picks of the week. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So we got we got the picks of the week. All right. I am four and two, a solid four and two. Gabriel, two and four. Yikes. <laughs> what well, didn't you pick 49ers over the uh, Redskins and it was like nine point favorites? Yeah, I've been I've been really close. I've been like the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh, good callback joke. So, Gabriel, you could have explained it, but you, it was not. It was ten points favorites on paper, and the 49ers won by nine, and so you technically did so not win. Tell me, Jimmy D is the greatest quarterback in the league, but he can't put ten points up. Oh my God! Shut up! It was in the rain. He he was trying. He's in the rain, so he can't play in the rain. Maybe that's more the case. Adam, what what'd you do? So I. Go okay. ahead. I got Bills over Patriots. Bills over Patriots. Bills over Eagles by one. Uh, I think the Bills defense is very good. Now this was Eagles, that was that last week or this week's? This week. Oh, we were talking about last week and how oh, how bad. you won. Well, well, this, this week's. Let's go ahead. This week's. This, I, I, yes, I did win. I am four and two. Um, I'm, I think I'm winning. What are you? You're doing? five and one, by the way. Five and one. You're five and one. I'm four and two, and Gabe is uh, two and four. So you mean tell me I'm the greatest? You I'm are the best at this right now. So but I got, so go go ahead. What, what was yours? I mean, the first three weeks I did pick the Dolphins. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> other than the Dolphins? I got Bills over the Eagles by one point. I think I think Josh Allen's that big arm against that very not so good um, secondary. I think the Bills got this. I'm going to go with the Patriots, which are 12.5-point favorites over the Browns. I think, I once again, I don't trust the Browns. I think that the uh, Patriots' defense is going to effectively shut down the Browns. Um, and I think that Tom Brady can step up when he has to and that he can win that 12.5 points. 12.5 points, though? Yeah. I, I the think Browns are not the Dolphins, guys. That's crazy. All right, buddy, what about you? I'm choosing the Lions over the Giants. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Should be an easy dub. It should be, but at the same time, the Lions' defense has been one of the worst in the league, and the Giants' offense has Saquon Barkley. So, I mean, he could go ballistic against them. True. But True I, I think the Lions and Matt Stafford are good enough to cover that spread. That, that You just reminded me, Adam. I saw a video on Instagram about uh, him, like, doing – like the leg, the leg workout, and I forgot how freaking huge his legs are, dude. They are the largest set of legs I've ever his seen. His leg is the size of Jacob. True. <laughs> okay, uh, now to the NBA. The Cricket Fires already started. The Pelicans versus the reigning, defending, undisputed NBA champions, the Raptors. Champions Rackers. of the world. We are the champions. No, we're not my doing friend. No, we're not doing that. By the way, folks, we want to say, I don't know if you noticed, we've been playing songs at the beginning of our intro because that week one, one was we so cringeworthy. That. that was so <laughs> cringeworthy. So it was a great idea that we came up with, and then all three of us, when we listened back to it, was like, that was a terrible yeah, idea. 
That was, was very so if you made it this far, stop. So if you made it this far, more power to you, man. Because you, you look at the stats. There's like 47 devices, and it goes first five seconds. It goes from 47 devices to like, like 10. <laughs> They're like, no, no. What? The, what is this? Okay, okay, okay. Um, NBA. So we got the Pelicans. You got the Pelicans versus the Raptors. You also got the Clippers versus the Lakers. But it's a wounded both teams. Yes. Neither team have full full strength. I think Paul George will be out until November. Wow. What happened to Paul George? He had surgery on his shoulder. He'll be fine. Um, big thing, big story coming out of the NBA, Zion. The kid, he's already with knee issues. And the, I thought it was going to be something that happened – at least later in his career, but it's happening young in his career, and it's not looking too good. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it sucks because that was like everybody's dream matchup. Zion, at the beginning of the NBA season, you you see whether he's actually for real or not, um, whether it, all the preseason hype, which he had an amazing preseason, but preseason's preseason, so it doesn't really count until you get in the regular season, but him missing six to eight weeks, uh, torn meniscus, dude, that's tough. Um, but, but Gabe, this is your specialty. Basketball is your thing. So how, how, how do you feel about the beginning of the year? Dude, I'm excited, man. I think this is going to be the best season we've had in a long time. But uh, going back to Zion, uh, first and foremost, he needs to cut down on his weight and figure out, like, what's a good weight for him to play in the NBA against these grown men. And also he needs to become a more skilled player because we see this with like Ben Simmons and Giannis, their offense becomes predictable in the playoffs. And you know, when you have teams game planning for you in a series, they're gonna keep playing you, you become predictable. So I think, you know, he has to improve his skill set, but was that yesterday? T's and P's to T's and P's. I think you know, I think a player that that dunked a lot, like he had to learn how to shoot and stuff. Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, all he did was dunk for the longest time, but he started getting injured, and he figured that it really was wearing and tearing on his body. So yeah, I know you like dunking. We all love you, Duncan. But bud, you gotta get a, you gotta get you a mid range shot. You gotta get you a three point shot up, and you gotta pass the ball sometimes. And Lonzo, I know you guys like throwing the lobs to him, but, I mean, you got to slow down with the lobs. Yeah, and I think that if Lonzo becomes the team like the team captain and kind of that, that distributor that everybody wants him to be, I think the Pelicans will be in good shape. But since it is the beginning of the season, Gabriel Hoff, what is your finals prediction, and who do you have winning the finals? So coming out of the West, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. And coming out of the East, I have the Philadelphia 76ers, and I have the Clippers beating the Sixers in six. Mm. Clippers, right. 76ers. I got a uh, six. I got Lakers, Buck, LA, and Bo. You go, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I got Lakers, Bucks, Lakers in four. You go, Jacob. I don't know what he said. That, I will be at the I, the second week in June. I'll be in LA. With Shannon the, Sharp. With Shannon Sharp, LeBron, AD, Adam Silver, Bronny, Adam Silver. He'll be there. All the Lakers greats, James Worthy. You think Magic? <laughs> Magic's gonna be there. Jerry West. 
he'll be there. We all be there, and we gonna be on the on the on the boat. Imagine this. Imagine this. So, it's game. How many game seven? Mm-hmm. That would be what it would be. Game seven. Somehow, some way, Rajon Rondo or one of the sh- guards go down. You know who comes out of retirement? Kobe. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade or Kobe, dude, that would be wild. <laughs> Kobe comes out, Kobe drops eighty. <laughs> Kobe will be there too. We all gonna be there. <laughs> all, all of you together. You're gonna get premium invite because you oh. said it here first. Oh, absolutely. It's gonna be me, Shannon Sharp. We're gonna have Henny up there. We're gonna have some gummy up there because you know Snoop Dogg gonna be up there too. He's a he'll like a fan too. <laughs> and we're gonna be going down Crenshaw Boulevard, going Lake Lake Show, Lake Show. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> talking about Lake Show, Lake Show, <laughs> Lake Show, Lake Show. So can I say my please? Yeah, let's get to your pick. So I am going with what you said for out of the West. I think that the Clippers. I think Paul George, Kawhi. I think, and they're already adding on to a pretty stacked um, Clippers team, which made the playoffs last year, and which actually kind of ran the table for the Warriors, um, kind of gave them a run for their money. Um, I'm going with the Clippers out of the West, and I'm going with the Celtics in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Celtics will have better chemistry. They'll have a better um, atmosphere than they did last year. I think I think Kyrie, even though he's one of the most talented players in the NBA, I think he kind of had that, that toxic atmosphere in uh, – in Boston, and I think now you kind of have not really any star players, not a Kawhi, not LeBron, or anybody like that. But you got Kimba, you got Gordon Hayward, you got Jason Tatum, and yeah. all of those can be all-star players. Um, I mean, people forget about Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was the truth in Utah, and he got sidelined for that whole year because of that horrific ankle injury, and then he came back. But what people don't realize is like. You're still in a new team, and so you have to adjust as to what, how to play with other people. Because NBA, I think, other than football, like you have to have some kind of chemistry with your teammates, and if you don't have that, then you're going to be in bad shape. And so Gordon Hayward last year, I think Gordon Hayward might be. Is there a comeback player of the year in basketball? Yeah. I no, think that it. There's no. I'm sorry. Well, maybe for all sports. Um, like there's the a most. SBs. Yeah, the FCs, but there's a most improved player. I think he can definitely. Get I think. It. I think that Gordon Hayward could be that player, and I think Jason Tatum could step up to what everybody wanted him to be two, three years ago when he got drafted. Well, the man that just got some money, Jalen Brown. <laughs> he's got four year, one sixteen. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand why he got so much money. <laughs> Is it just because there's nobody really on the market and he wanted to secure the bag? Like, what? what's going on? Like, for Jalen Brown, as me and Adam talked about it today, hey, we want everybody to be rich, but Celtics, what What are y'all doing? I have no idea what's going on. Me and Buddy talked about this the other day because he was complaining about the original offer they gave them, four for 80. And Will you see a Buddy Heald get... Four for, eight, four for 86, but $20 million in incentives. So I guess if he makes an all-star team or something like that, or a, or a first team. Well, did you hear how he was getting – he was taking shots at the Sacramento front office. It was like, when was the last time y'all had a free agent come here? I was like, buddy, this is your team. What do you – I don't know. It, in my – I think 
De'Aaron Fox is more of like their future than Buddy Hill. True. Because De'Aaron Fox is still, like I said, a teenager. Yeah. And Buddy Hill, they got his age wrong, actually. He was a year older than what they thought for like his whole career. So I think he's like 27 now or something like that. I don't know. But I, they like they should save that money for like De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley. I don't, I don't know why. I just, I just want to say this real quick. I'm sorry, guys. My boy, Mr. National, Ryan Zimmerman, out the park. We hadn't got there I'm yet. I'm just saying. That was just really exciting. i just sorry. Mr. National. We were talking about him today, actually. True. But before before we head on to baseball, because that's my favorite sport, and so we definitely got to talk about some World Series talk. Yeah, but I never said who <laughs> who I think was winning the World Series. Oh, the NBA, the NBA championship. Finals, yeah. I'm going with the Celtics in six. I think that it is the Celtics' time. I think that that young core of Celtics players is going to take a huge step up from where they were last year and two years ago. I think that they still got a young team. And I think that Kimba, I think everybody sleeps on Kimba because Kimba's never really had a good team to go around him. But I think this is going to be the first time in which he's going to have – other all-star players coming around him since Al Jefferson back in like 2014. Big Al? You mean Big Al? Dude, Al. Big Al. Dude, <laughs> Big Al was the dude, man. Big Al was the dude. Man, I watched a, I watched a Bobcats game one time. And I was seeing Al Jefferson go back and down the court. And my man literally, right when he got down to the offensive side of the court, they had scored and they were going back to defense. And so he had to turn back around and go play defense. And this happened like two or three minutes of the game where he was never in, like, where he's supposed to be. And I just think it's crazy. Um, but, I mean, so we talked about it earlier. Well, Big Al, dude, the man. But you got to talk about, I mean, since it's October and the World Series game one, we kind of alluded to it already. But we got the Nationals. Which nobody expected even coming close. All right, folks. Versus the Astro. He liar. Folks. You came on this show. If you know Adam July, you know that Adam July always has faith in his teams. The Heat going to make the finals this year. (laughs) No, I'm joking. So one of our loyal listeners, can you go back to about two, three weeks ago when we had the uh, predictions and where Adam came on this show and said that out of um, the National League, the Dodgers were going to – come out of the National League and versus the Yankees. I was paid to say that. They paid <laughs> but, to say that. But something, even though even though I love baseball, neither one of my teams are in the World Series, but one team in which has, one guy in which has this all beat is Mr. Hoff himself. Because if you remember, you picked the Astros to win, win it all, and they could. It's not going to happen. Mr. National's gonna win it all. Uh, I just, I just think, you know, you know, Bryce Harper. We were gonna send you a ring, but we changed our mind. Actually, we don't. No, you need that. to send him a ring if you win. No, screw him. If if little cancer kids are getting are getting rings, then Bryce Harper needs to get a ring. No, he left us. He left us. He actually he left he left us for less money. Actually. Because he got like three hundred million, we were offering him four hundred million, I believe, and that's not true. That is true. I'm telling you that that is we not can true. Look it up. 
<laughs> we, we'll we will come on this show and clear the air next, next week. week. But I think that this World Series is actually going to be a good matchup because, I mean, after they get after the Nationals got done with the Dodgers, it was kind of a cakewalk um, just because the Cardinals really didn't have anybody. Um, they really didn't have the firepower offensively, nor did they have the rotation to compete with the Nationals. But this is going to be the first time in which – the Astros are the standard bearer for the rotation. Um, they got Garrett Cole, they have Zach Granke, they have Justin Verlander. Um, but on the other side of that, the Nationals also have a good pitching uh, rotation as well. <coughs> oh, <dying>. oh <laughs> Where they have, I mean, they have Steven Strasburg, um, they have uh, Max. Max Scherzer, they have Anibal Sanchez. I mean, all of those of which are were former Detroit Lions. <laughs> Except for Detroit Lions Steve, Steven Strasburg. Yeah, Detroit Lions had uh, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and Anibal oh, Sanchez yeah. all on the same and team they, in like 2010 and didn't do anything, which is wild to me. Um, but tonight... Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cold, the two the two colored monster. Has you, have you ever, Mr. Nationals fan? Have you ever realized that Max Scherzer has two different color yes, sir. eyes? One's blue and one's, one's brown. green, or one's brown. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the last, but I don't know what you're laughing about. Oh no, it was just the pic. I just looked at his picture. Why are you so? What was that? Shut up. <laughs> no, I knew, but I was like. I was like, that wasn't funny, so I don't know what he's laughing about. Because, no, literally, as you said that, and I said blue eyes were brown, he pulled up the picture, and we're looking at him, and he looks like, yeah. <laughs> he looks like an alien. He's got a big nose, too. <laughs> he might be. Dude, he literally looks like one of the aliens off of uh, Man in Black. I think that could, I think that could, he might be, you know? <laughs> All right, so. Maybe that's why he throws 100 Miles per basketballs consistently. He doesn't do that. I'm oh, sorry, Max Scherzer does. I'm sorry. Steven Strasburg does. Max Scherzer throws about 94-95. Hey, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's go back for the NFL for a second. So we're going to go back to what we did last week of are they overrated, are they underrated, or are they on par? And we're going to do it with the um, – and we're going to do it with about – Two or three teams instead of individuals. So the first team in which I want to get your opinion on is the Patriots. So do you think that the Patriots are overrated, underrated, or on par? I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say they're on par. Everyone knows they haven't played anybody. They played, they played Miami Steelers, Jets twice, Bills once, Redskins Giants and the Giants. They haven't played any real contender team, but we're still talking about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Great offense, and especially with now Muhammad Sanu. And yes, breaking news—not really breaking anymore—but they got Muhammad Sanu, who's a really great number two receiver. Imagine going from one and six, waking up, you're seven and zero. Yeah, and I think they were saying like Muhammad Sanu, like. Uh, Mahomes knew they're joking like Mahomes knew has a quarterback, a perfect quarterback rating that's of 158.3. It's like six touchdowns, zero interceptions, and like 128 yards, something like that. Wow, I didn't know that it was six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I think it's just I think he 
can be, I don't want to do you like this, Mahomes Sanu, but I think Mahomes Sanu can be the low-rated Antonio Brown they were going to get, they didn't get, but I think Mahomes Sanu plays just like him. Yeah, um, he's a great route runner. Awesome route runner. Yeah, his footwork is insane, too. Yeah. I think so do you now have Julian Edelman in the slot, Josh Gordon, and Mohamed Sanu on the outside? That where we're at? No, I think you know I think we're gonna leave that to Josh Davis and Tom Brady. They always figure it out. They know what to do. They're winners. I think there's I think winners win. Winners win. Winners win. Our second over. Whoa! Rate. You haven't got let us get to ours yet. Okay. So yeah, what do you do? You think it's overrated, underrated, or on par? I also think they're on par. Just I mean. Because one, like you said, it's the Patriots. I mean, you can never count them out, no matter how old they are. When when the time comes, they get the job done. And, I mean, despite playing these bad teams, I mean, they still have only allowed one passing touchdown with 18 interceptions. So, I mean, even if you don't play good teams, that's still very There's impressive. still NFL players out there, yeah. Yeah, but I think they're on par. I would actually go with their overrated. Um, everybody's kind of talked about it already. They've kind of uh, they're kind of kicking a dead horse at this point. Where I mean, right now the Patriots are versing teams that are twelve and twenty-seven, um, and right now the Bills have five of those wins, um, and so they really haven't played anybody. And even the Bills have they really haven't done anything. Um, they're their offense isn't great. Their defense is kind of the one that's keeping them in in games and winning games and stuff like that. Um, the Bills, Jets, they just slobbered, knockered. Uh, the Dolphins, Redskins, Giants, all of those really haven't had good seasons, don't have good offenses. Um, and so, especially with the Giants and how there was no uh, Sterling Shepard, um, there was no Evan Ingram that game. Um, and so there really hasn't been – they really haven't beat anybody. Um, but Adam, what, what was your second team? Um, we got Bears. We moved to the NFC. We got Bears. Overrated, underrated, or on par? I think they are. I think they're on par. Um, I think that it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing, and so they cancel each other out. Um, the I think that they're overrated in the fact that they have all the talent in the world, but they haven't done anything with it. Um, I don't think Mitch Trubisky's Mitch Trubisky's a good quarterback, um, but talent is something that is uh, invaluable. Where I think that you have so many people in which um, just want that talent, and I think that the Bears. That defense, that offense has all the talent in the world. They just got to put it together um, and hope hope that Mitch Trubisky is who they want him to be. Yeah, I agree with you. I also think they're on par because, I mean, yeah, like you said, it cancels out. They have a great defense, the potential to be a great defense, but their offense is just so bad. Mitch Trubisky is so bad that, I mean, it just, you know, three and three, that's you know, right where you expect them to be with the way they've been playing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. 49ers, other 6-0 team in the NFC. I'm going to go a little over it. Uh, no, I'm going to go on par. I think they are a really good team. I think their defense is stellar. I think they're, I think they're 
I think their tackles are stellar. They don't even have their Joe Staley yet. I think that Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda, great running backs. And I think if they just continue with the ground and pound, great defense. I think they can really get past the, get past the Rams. I know the Rams just got Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey's not a tackling corner. He's a he's a finesse corner. He's a shutdown corner. I think he's not going to tackle those running running backs like that. I think that Aaron Arnold's going to give a little bit of issue. Not really. I think they just need to focus on running the ball, defense. And I think they will go as far as they that those two units take them. Jimmy G, Jimmy G has to be it just Jimmy G has got to be a, to a point where just don't lose it for them. You know what I mean? You're a great quarterback, but yeah. I've came on the show many times. 49ers are underrated. You need yeah. to put respect on their names. But I think that they're mainly underrated just because um, they have, uh, as you said, Adam, they have a top-rated defense. They have uh, that running back by committee offense. Um, but I think that Jimmy G also has um, time in which times in which he can be that stellar quarterback that everybody kind of wanted him to be. Um, he, he, it's not like a like a, a Josh Rosen or somebody who's just too inaccurate. Jimmy G can make these passes. Now, I think what the downfall of Jimmy G might be is what you were talking about is that he tries to do too much and loses them games because he is very much a risk taker. I mean, he goes out with the porn star, so you can already he, – he messes <laughs> up with the, the social – I'm going to go out with a porn star. All right, here we go. But <laughs> I, I think that they're underrated just because in a lot of people's minds – the 49ers aren't probably most of them most people they're not in the top five of teams right now even though they are undefeated just in talent wise um but what i think that we do have and we've came on the show um they do have kyle shanahan and that dude is a genius he is a genius he is a genius i i agree with jacob i also think they're underrated just based on the fact that they're one of two undefeated teams left in the NFL, but it still just seems like people aren't, you know, noticing that. And they're still not really being talked about. But I, I do think they're underrated. I agree with everything you said, Jacob. We got the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are underrated. Guys, Cowboys are still still ground off the line, still best running guess running back. I'm talking running the ball, running back in the league. Then other side of that defense, you got D. Law, Demarcus Lawrence, you got you got uh, Lane Brander Ash, you got Jalen Smith, Brian, uh, Brian, Byron Jones. You know what I mean? They're they're a really really good team, and I think the Cowboys. I think they got this NFC East locked up, and I think they're going to be someone to be scared of in coming postseason. I also think they're underrated because I don't. I don't think this team is far off from. They went fourteen and two, right? That one year. Oh, thirteen and three. Yes. Oh, thirteen and three. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, if anything, offensively they're more talented than that team. Oh yeah. So, I, I think their time is coming. They're they're gonna get it together. They're gonna f- become more consistent and uh, start grounding and pounding. I think that they're on par. Um, I think mainly because 
It would be a stretch to say that they're overrated just because of what Adam was talking about. Uh, they still have Zeke. They still have a great offensive line. They still have a decent uh, defense. I mean, Dak, Dak might not be the best. He might not be a top five quarterback, but he is a good quarterback nonetheless, an average, above-average quarterback. Um, but I think that they're too inconsistent to say that they're underrated. I mean, you got one week in which they're blowing out the Eagles. They're they're killing everybody. Um, Zeke's eating. They're doing great. Um, but <laughs> feed me more. Um, but we them boys. <laughs> but I think that also you got on the flip side of that where they just got Last week they got killed by the Jets. Who's the Jets got, just got killed by the Patriots. Jets look horrible. So I Bro, mean, Sam Darnold had a point seven QBR. That's one zero through a hundred, real quick. But point seven QBR. That's horrible. That's less than one percent. All right, <laughs> we got. Oh, last team got the Vikings. Skull team. School. 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 I think they're overrated. I wow. think I think they're not who they think who they think they are. They're not. I think I think the Packers and the Bears are still the team in the NFC North. I think when it comes down to it, they've already lost to the Bears. They're not look good against the Bears. They beat the Lions. Alright. But I think I think that once it comes down to them playing the Packers. And the Bears, they're not going to beat them. I think they're. I think those defenses are way too good. I think. Too, I think First Cousins is too. He's not consistent with the ball, which is crazy because you have two great wide receivers. You should just throw the ball to. They're going to catch it. So I think they're overrated. I would go with they're underrated. Um, I actually no, I'll stick with underrated. Um, just because I think that what. They have is they have talent, um, and we kind of talked about it earlier. How talent can't really—it's immeasurable. Um, you got Delvin Cook, who right now is probably a top five running back. You got Adam Thielen. You have uh, Stephon Diggs. Both of those are probably top ten, top twelve receivers. Um, you got a Vikings defense, which is great. You got an average quarterback, but I mean it doesn't really matter when you have all that weaponry around you. Um, kind of like what we talked about for Jimmy G. You don't have to be great. You just gotta make sure that you're not losing games. Um, and I think that in a head-to-head matchup, positionally, I think that the Vikings are better than the Packers. Um, I think positionally, other than Aaron Rodgers, I is better than the Packers. I think that Dalvin jo- Dalvin Cook is better than Aaron Jones. Okay. I think that I would say that the wide receiver core as a whole is better than the Packers wide receiver core. Because okay, Devontae, than that. and I and I think that the Vikings defense is better than no. the Packers defense. No. No way, Adam. Take up Cody Miller, Social Security number one two. Chill, chill. Don't be, <laughs> don't be exposing my he lives government on, name. He lives like on five 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 Gum Cherry Lane. <laughs> gum Cherry. <laughs> no, I, I'll say they're on par, just because um, the way they're they've played. I expected them to play like this with Dalvin Cook coming. <laughs> what? No, I just got chilled off. Oh. Well, with Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. There's so much electricity going through my body, you know. I just twist on <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I don't think they're better than the Packers. Just because, I mean, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is... Like, remember at the beginning of the year, we were like, 
any quarterback that can have like come out of the grave is Aaron Rodgers, and he's doing that right now. You did use my own words against me. That is, yeah, that is true. That is true. But yeah, I think I think they're on par as of right now. They're on par. Does anybody else know? Did anybody else realize? Completely jumping off topic. Did anybody else realize that the Bills are five and one right now? Yes, bro. <laughs> the Bills are about that line. I honestly thought the Bills were like two and three, and then while I was doing research, was like, oh wait, they're five and one. And I don't know if it's just because like nobody really pays attention to them because they don't have like that flashiness. But I swear I didn't know that they were. Nobody pays attention to them because they're the little brothers of the AFC. East. The big brothers, the big brothers who have been the big brothers forever, the Patriots. They're they've had the drama with AB. They've had the great defense. Um, you know, yeah, freaking Tom Brady. They're going to get media coverage for that. The Bills, you know. Dude, yeah. the Bills fan base is wild. Bro, you know, like, jump through the table to join the Bills Mafia? That's crazy. Dude, I would jump through a table. Dude, what if we took a road trip to Buffalo and I jumped through a table? We could do it for content. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going with those crazy fans. Dude. You wouldn't jump through a table, Adam. I feel like you would jump through a table. I'm a Saints fan. I don't. I don't. I'm. In, I'm. I'm a. I am a charter member of the Houdat Nation. We don't. We don't. We don't know. Bills Mafia. <laughs> if I jump through a table, then I'm officially switching my. To the Bills Mafia. My, my fan. <laughs> my fans to the. Uh, the my fandom to the See, uh, Bills Mafia. See, you even think the Four Nines are overrated because you. Thinking about switching to the no no, who do you think is going to come out, buddy? As uh, unbiased because I'm going to say that 49ers are going to come out of the NFC and Adam's going to say the Saints are going to come out of the NFC. Who do you think is going to come out of the NFC for the Super Bowl? Man, I think that's funny know. that he thinks the 49ers will come out of the NFC because they are. I mean, I I like the Panthers. <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm um, if I could pick any team, like I I don't know why I just grew fond of the Packers. I don't know. So he did a complete three sixty of what I was expecting him to do. <laughs> Y'all so, didn't know that we're six and one without our starting quarterback, correct? You know that we're undefeated. Never lost. Never <laughs> lost. Did you have to like four twelve last year? <laughs> yeah, most improved goes to us. Let's talk about let's talk about the last three years, Jacob. So you guys are what six and zero right now. We're six and one. Last year we went thirteen and three, made the NFC Championship. Where we are at? Who cares? Four twelve. What have you year done for me lately? Year before that, eleven and five. Made. Have you made it to around. the Super Bowl? Have you made it? Last to the Super, Bowl? Made the Super Bowl. Did y'all win? We should have. Calling if Colin Kaepernick would have got that pass interference call, then we would have won the the blackout game. So you're saying that if we got our pass interference call, we would not beat the Patriots? But no, I don't think you would have beat the Patriots. Really? Why? Because I think the Patriots had the firepower to beat the Saints. Really? Explain. I think that this. I think if the Rams gave y'all that much of a problem where it was even close, then the Patriots had got no shot. Against the, the Patriots would have had killed y'all in the, the Super Bowl. The Patriots would have killed us. Yes, 
Yes. So we're talking about number seven. I don't seven think. I don't at the time, think. At the time, a number seven defense coming into the playoffs, a number two offense coming into the playoffs. We're talking about. We're talking about first ballot Hall of Fame Drew Brees. We're talking about top ten running back Alvin Kamara, top five wide receiver Al, uh, Michael Thomas. We're talking about talking about probably one of the greatest offensive minds and coaches Sean Payton. We're talking about uh, up and coming defensive coordinator Dennis Allen. They would they would have beat. So you're Saints. so you're saying so you're <laughs> telling me that you think that your defense could have competed with a Josh McDaniel, with a Tom Brady, with the Bill Belichick, with the whatever kind of specimen that Julian Edelman comes out of when he comes into. Then you also got Josh Gordon, all right. You also have Josh Gordon, Sony Michelle. Josh Gordon you, didn't even play last year. All right, whatever. So you got uh, Rex Burkhead. Sony you Michelle, got, did you know that? Uh, the past 29, actually this week came 30 games, that the Saints have not let up a 100 yards rushing game against them. So, yes, we're that team against the rushing, against the rushing offense. They wouldn't have done anything against us. You are wrong. You are wrong. It's okay, Jacob. It's just okay. When and the Seahawks or the Rams win the division, you guys are sitting at home again. It's okay. If, if. The Seahawks or anybody else other than the 49ers win the division, then I will come and publicly apologize on this show. Jacob, but I would, I would if you, you... I would do it for you. Oh, deal. here we go. This is a bet, okay? Uh-oh. If the Seahawks or the, or the Rams or the Cardinals... How about basically if you guys don't win the NFC... Well, you guys West, West. I'm sorry. I'll need you in January... Butt naked to jump into a pool. No way, because I've done that once and I don't want to do it again. You got that life? I'm not doing yeah. that. See, he doesn't because you don't. But I get nothing out of it. Yes, you can give something for me. You know, I'm a savage. I don't care what you gotta do. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this because see, that's the problem, folks. I know listening out there, but listen, America. I have faith in my team. I know we're, we're a really good team. I know we're the team in the NFC. NFC. There's no one that can beat us. All right, so here, here's the challenge for you if you're really about that life. I'm all, all, all right. right. If the Saints don't win the NFC, if the Saints don't win the Super Bowl, then you have to. How about that? No. All right, then what the about division. the NFC? NFC. No. No, that's just No. That's not the same. Oh, because you ain't about that life. You All right, ain't I'm about, about that life. So, the Saints win the NFC what? So, if you don't win the NFC, you have to say for the first time probably in ever in Adam July's life that you have to come on this podcast and say the Saints are not the best team in the NFL. That's fine. <laughs> are you going to jump in the pool? No! <laughs> I'm not jumping in any pools. It's not a, not a bet, then. Give me something else other than jumping in a pool naked. See, it's okay. I'm just going to end the bet because Jacob obviously doesn't believe in Jimmy G and his team. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll just... I'll bet you the, I'll bet you the Panthers you get the wild card, the wild card spot before the 49ers shoot. You can do What? <laughs> 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 No way! You've got to be kidding me. You cannot actually believe that. <laughs> the four, the Panthers, I love you, Gabe, but the the Panthers cannot hold our jock straps. Are you kidding me? First of all, you guys live in San Francisco. 
Most of the men in San Francisco don't have jobs. Shut up! That's <laughs> not, not what we're talking about here. <laughs> All right. All right, we need folks. to end this program before I get mad. <laughs> all right, folks, Jacobs lose this argument like I know he would. So, all right, Jacob, I'll come on this podcast. I, I think that the Saints are overrated. I'll go on my Twitter. I'll go. I'll go to the State of the Union and say the Saints. <laughs> the are State the of the Union. If we don't win, if we don't make it to the NC Championship game, okay, I give you that. All right. And you know what? I want to give you anything. All I know is 49ers won't win the NFC South, and I just want to see your face when they don't. Thank you very much. You're wrong, but it's okay because love's still in the air. <laughs> but speaking of love, that's your Gabe, that's your final argument. I'm wrong. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna argue well, about this all night. <laughs> oh man, I I think it's your turn this week, man. My turn? I don't know, I, man. I, what did they? What about man, you? You, you gotta pick a one. I don't have anything. I don't. God. Look. Guys, man, you guys know I'm with a girlfriend now. I don't really thought of pickup lines anymore, you know? I just, and you know. Are you from Tennessee? Cause you're I was actually thinking the same thing. I see. <laughs> nah, because then she'll think she's, nah, and then she flies seven, and then. Are you calling me a 10? No, nah, nah. not really. <laughs> nah, uh, you're more like a foe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> six with makeup on. <laughs> Yikes. No, one time. One time this guy told me, he said, I've never had sex with a 10, but I've had sex with two fives. <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a good week. If you're not welcome anywhere else, you're not only welcome, but you're wanted. I got it right this week. Atta boy. So, y'all have a good week. Bye.